1: Well, we are the Facelift Sisters, and as Angie just said, we are finishing up our talk through Hebrews 11, and we have um, hit some of the faith points of one, two, three, I don't know, a dozen, a dozen and a half, two dozen um, different named individuals, and this doesn't even count the people that um, are just kind of lumped generically toward the end of Mm -hmm. chapter 11. Um, And today, we're just going to kind of wrap that up and... Um, see if we can tie a bow on that. How about that? Um, Terry, will you read the very end of chapter 11 for us? Yep.
2: These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect.
1: And we know that that something better for us that God planned was Jesus in heaven through him redemption through the blood of Jesus which we talked about um, Old Testament characters um, there's a little bit of mention um, in verses 35 through 38 about some New Testament folks um, just which we can gather just from the the ways that they are talked about there are no names in those verses but just through the things that are said and the um, The way that they're talked about, we know that some of those are some New Testament folks, New Testament um, martyrs, for lack of a better Mm -hmm. term. Um, But we really camped out on Old Testament, especially the beginning of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Um, And those people were just named and God called them faithful, even though they were messy and even though they were... um, Weird, some of them in the eyes of the world, and um, got in their own way, and got in God's way, and then got in their own way again. <laughs> and God yeah. was just God was faithful to just um, see those people and see them for who He created them to be, um, which is encouraging for us. Mm-hmm. So,
3: yeah. So the the way this kind of came about, Hebrews, is we were praying. It, it was in the middle of the COVID. And all of us were tired of talking about fear. Like, I don't want to do fear anymore. And we really started praying. And we were thinking about what what's it like to walk out in faith, which is what the Hall of Faith is about. Mm-hmm. And so really just by obedience and following God, we just went, let's dive into chapter 11, the Hall of Faith in Hebrews. And about halfway through, it was almost like. It's like preponderance of evidence. It kept building, it kept building, it kept building. I was like, why are these people in here in the first place? What's going on with this person? And how are they different from the other person? We just started seeing different facets of what faith could look like. And even in the same person, it could be different at different times. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we thought, wow, why don't we just kind of wrap this up, kind of do a quick thing, look at the, just the, if there was one word that we could use to describe each of, these, each of these people, what would that be? And then how could we see that in our lives? So, yeah. so let's start out at the beginning. We have Abel. And what would you guys say for him?
1: Well, he, he lives a life um, of faithful behavior. Faithful behavior, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: he walks them out in his life. Mm-hmm. And I thought I, at the end, like, even though his face still speaks, even though he's dead. Yeah. So even for us, we were able to see we're the fruit of his actions,
0: mm-hmm.
3: right, in his walking out. Um, and I just know there have been people around that I've um, gotten to know in the faith, and it is their actions, you know, what they say and who they are. There's someone named Mary Jo. Mm-hmm. And she would invite everybody to lunch and engage everybody in lunch. And it was her actions as she spoke to you, as she engaged with you and created a relationship with you. Yeah.
1: What a great legacy Yes, to be able to say um, his faith speaks even though he's dead. Right. Yeah. His blood is in the ground, yet his blood cries out. Like, what a cool... I mean, weird, but really like cool (laughs) legacy. You know, if somebody were to say about me thousands of years later, like she's dead, but look how faithful she was. Yeah, Yeah. And
3: she had pretty nails. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Always. That would be one of those. No. So uh, let's move to Enoch. What about Enoch? Not a lot is said about him. No. He was important enough to be
2: brought into the hall of faith. Yeah. Uh, One who pleased God. Ooh.
0: Well, that would be a great. That Epitaph, would be awesome. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Please God so much that he wasn't even allowed to die. God just took him. God
0: just took him. Yeah. What
1: a privilege.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, And probably one of the key verses out of that one was, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So his faith must have been strong and throughout. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Right okay ah, and so it, it was Noah. a
2: lifelong it was a lifelong thing too yeah some of yeah. these people started later in life or whatever but um Enoch loved God his entire life mm-hmm. yeah it's
1: cool yeah. yeah 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 all right well let's jump to Noah
2: mm-hmm.
1: Noah's a whole big thing right mm-hmm. yeah well,
0: Noah's pretty faithful in that when God spoke to him and told him to build the ark, there'd been no rain on the earth. There was just a dew and a mist. So quite a bit of faith to build something called a boat that he, in, in the middle of the desert, probably wasn't real familiar with. But yeah, he's faithful. He does what God tells him to do um, and saves a remnant of humanity.
2: Mm-hmm. and oh. he really had to go through a lot of negative peer pressure oh my sure goodness did. you're gonna yeah. do what oh and then you're gonna get two or seven of right. every kind of animal good yeah. good yeah let's see Noah. how you do that Noah, Noah done lost his mind
3: <laughs> well they see, like, a lot of times when I look at the headline with Noah it's like Noah faith in crazy times you know? yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah how do you explain I'm building a boat for rain when there's never been any. When there's
0: never been any rain. Yeah. <laughs> and there's never been any boat. Yeah. yes, <laughs> <laughs> You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, And in the midst of a pretty wicked generation, I mean, at that point, the earth had gotten so bad, the people had gotten so bad that God said, you know, I'm really sorry I made these guys. Yeah. So, so he's living in a generation where sin is rampant. And it, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it must have been a terrible time to... To love God and to 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 be living a, a life of righteousness in God, um, when all around you it was wickedness, mm-hmm. yeah, to the point where God's
1: like, "I'm done with all you done. idiots, right. yeah, it's time to wipe them out and start over again." Yeah, I mean, for those people who say that the world right now is the worst that it has ever been, y'all don't have any idea. Mm-hmm. None of us do. Yeah, mm-hmm. none of us do. So. Yeah. Thank you, so, Jesus, that none of us know. Amen. How yeah. bad that was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's
2: a good point. You know, the um, I think I said it when we were actually doing Noah, but um, the Holy Spirit is in the world in Christians. Mm-hmm. So imagine, and the world is bad, it, and it seems to be getting worse. But can you imagine if there were no Spirit in the world? that all that, any kind of control and everything were withdrawn from the earth. Oh my goodness. That would be bad. Right. And you're right. We, we have no idea how bad it could get.
0: Mm. Yeah. But thankfully
2: we do have the spirit.
0: That's right. Amen. That's right. So, so we go, go ahead, Suzanne. Sorry. I was just
1: going to say, we go from Noah to Abraham. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And Abraham. Amen. And Abraham has a lot of great faith, um, although he has a lot of weird stuff, too. I mean, he's sort of up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, first, God tells him to leave his home, leave his people. And he was going to take him to a new place. But he's a big fibber. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he tells people his wife's really a sister, although she kind of is a sister, half sister. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's a walk right? So first God calls him to leave. Then God protects him. God supplies his needs. Then God tells him that he's going to make him a great nation. Now he's getting old and he has no kids. His wife is barren. Um, But Abraham keeps walking with God and he believes what God says to him. Mm -hmm. Um, And eventually his wife births a child and God creates a nation. So pretty incredible story for Abraham, um, and he's such a big character in the Bible. We know a lot about him. We know we know his whole life story, which is awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: I look at Abraham and I see that this is God playing the long game. Yeah, you know, it's not it, God. God tells us all kinds of things, but it's all in His time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so often we want it to be in our time, which Isaac, not Isaac, Abraham and Rebecca. Not Rebecca either. Good heavens. Abraham and <laughs> yeah. Sarah, they are not big picture kind of people here. They're like, this is what's supposed to happen, so we're going to make it happen. Um, yeah. And God is, it, God's playing the long game. You know, He takes years and years and years and years and years to even let them have uh, the first child, nonetheless, the rest of the huge nation that they never see, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, God's in a big picture, Mm -hmm. and I see that very evidently with Abraham and Sarah.
3: One part in this story, too, is when God changes their names.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's so
3: important. It's like, and then this is who you are. This is who I'm I'm calling you.
1: Yeah, this is who you are in me. The old you is set aside. It reflects
3: that character change. It reflects that status change. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, we we touched on Sarah already. So how about Isaac? Isaac, I think, um, sees God's faithfulness right from the beginning.
0: Right from the beginning. I agree. Isaac knows he's a covenant child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He has enough faith to let himself be put on an altar as a sacrifice, Mm -hmm. believing that God is going to fulfill the promise that he made and create that nation of Israel through him. So pretty incredible faith for Isaac.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But he's not perfect. No,
2: not yeah, perfect. He um, plays favorites between his sons and yeah. um, that causes problems in the family, big problems.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, right. And he is the father of Jacob, Jacob and Esau. Um, and this is, No. Isaac is the father of Jacob. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Jacob and Esau are the ones who have, I would say that their sibling rivalry probably rivals that of Cain and Abel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right.
1: You know, that's a, that's a big one, but Jacob is also mentioned here in chapter 11 and he has all kinds of encounters with God. I mean, he just Mm -hmm. over and over again, and he physically wrestles with God. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was kind of the example of like hanging on to finally coming into his own faith and then literally hanging on to God and saying, you, you have to come through for me because I yeah. believe you now, you have to come through for me, mm-hmm. yeah. which sometimes is what we need to do, mm-hmm. not physically like Jacob did, but-
3: yeah. I, and I think Jacob also had a lot of things like character traits, like he was deceptive. Mm-hmm, yeah, There are a lot of things like, I'm like, how did Jacob get here? You know, honestly, I get so judgmental. Um, but it, it, it's like, God still worked with him through all of that. Mm-hmm. Jacob's fleeing Esau. Jacob's fleeing, you know, Laban. Jacob's fleeing his, all these situations and he, and like he has to run to save his life. It's not like, Hey, well, let's yeah, go there. because he
0: cheated his brother out of his birthright.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean,
0: over and he over, it all on
3: himself. <laughs> right. And there's yeah. these consequences to sin, and yet God's oh. still
0: faithful with him, and God is still mm-hmm. faithful to use him. Yeah, he
2: continues
0: to, to continue to, to be in
2: relationship with him, yeah. and to build the nation that He's promised. He has yeah. twelve sons, mm-hmm. so they're moving up. And so now the we're getting there. Tribes getting a little bit bigger, and yeah, we're going to see I, an explosion.
1: I have to say that. I understand that the Bible is infallible and it is, you know, written from the inspiration of God. But I'm like, God, really? Like, Jacob?
3: <laughs> I know.
1: He is just one hot mess after another, after another, after another, after another.
0: Anyway.
3: And so that's when I think, okay, got it. I know why he's in here, because there are days that I am one mess after another, after another. That's true.
0: I think that's why all the down and dirty is in the Bible, because mm -hmm. God wants us to see that he knows we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to stop him from loving us and being in a relationship with us. If you ever want an exciting story,
1: read the Bible. Because there is, I mean, there's love, there's intrigue, there's spying there's military but i mean all of it yeah all of it is in the bible there's people getting killed in trees get out (laughs) i mean (laughs) there's all kinds of stuff it's craziness (laughs) craziness anyway okay so god's God's god's
3: work is accomplished right regardless of all of our craziness and all of that stuff right god's still is able to accomplish what he wants to do
0: Right, Which That should give us great confidence mm-hmm. that we're not going to stop God's plan. We're not going to be a stumbling block and get in his way. He is going to fulfill his purposes no matter what. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, in, and we look at that with um, Joseph as mm-hmm. he's doing this. It's like Joseph had, I think, an immature faith. I think mm-hmm. He did believe in God. He had those dreams, and it was about Joseph, <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. See, right? this hey. makes me feel really good. God's given me a couple of dreams. I yeah. am
3: blessed. And you guys will be bowing down to me. Yeah. Right? There yeah. might have been a little bit of um, oh, I don't know, self-aggrandizement or whatever yeah. with uh yeah. Joseph yes. until he gets sold into slavery by his brothers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure Joseph is going, What? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I how does his faith remain throughout this? That's one of the things, too. That when I look at the story of Joseph, it's like How did he do that? Because I could see me early in my faith going, Yeah, well, the God thing's not really working out for me here. Mm -hmm. I think more in what I know is whatever happens in the world, my position right now is if I have to give up Jesus, then I'm done. But I can probably get through a whole lot here.
0: If I've got God. Don't you think? I I think people react one of two ways when they come into when they face bad circumstances either they turn toward God. Right. And say, oh, man, I really need you. Mm-hmm. Um, or they turn away. They blame him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But Joseph obviously turned toward God because yes. by the time he's a slave in Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife wants to have sex with him, he says, I can't do that. You know, mm-hmm. God wouldn't want that. So he's in relationship with God. And I kind of have a, a feeling that from the time they threw him in that pit, he turned to God in a sure. big way. That was literally his come to Jesus moment. I think it was his come to Jesus moment. Because he never seems to resent anything that's happened to him, his, his being sold into slavery, his imprisonment. Um, instead, he believes that God has a purpose in all of that.
3: Yeah, but can you imagine being down in the well and praying and crying out to God? And then it's like, oh, they're going to rescue me. They pull you <laughs> out and you're in slavery. It's like, okay, that just did not happen the way I thought, <laughs> the it, way was I thought the it was way. going to. Yeah. like, okay, yeah. what's going on now? <laughs>
1: yeah. So there are times in our lives where we're down in the pit and we're like, God, rescue me. And we get pulled out and it's not what we expect. And mm-hmm. it's ra- it rarely looks the way we thought it was going right. to yeah. Right, but God just uses that over and over again to show his purpose and to use us in whatever ways that he's going to use us yeah.
2: which that's one of my favorite phrases but god God,
1: yeah god has a plan he can do it
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: you know yeah and we see we see all the way through hebrews 11 that god is going to do it mm-hmm. in spite of us In spite of the fact that we wear our fancy coats and parade around like peacocks, you know, (laughs) (laughs) or in spite of the fact that we take things into our timing, like Sarah and Abraham, Mm -hmm. in spite of the fact that we play favorites like Isaac does, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, in spite of the fact that we are social outcasts and weirdos like Noah was, you know, he uses all of those things Mm -hmm. to still accomplish his purpose Mm
3: -hmm. speaking of which moses is coming up next
1: yes talk
3: about someone that the hebrew children were supposed to be killed Mm -hmm. and his mother by faith put him into a basket and put him in the nile
0: and how hard would that be to put your baby in the river in a basket
3: (laughs) i'm kind of thinking that and then i'm like he was dead anyway except yeah so he was already under a death
0: warrant that's right
3: right yeah yeah, that's probably a nicer way to say that. <laughs> he was under a death warrant. Not, no, he's, he's dead. dead in he's dead, he's dead yeah. in the Nile. Dead yeah. in the Nile. <laughs> but he ends up getting pulled out um, pulled out of the Nile. Um, raised ra- by
2: a princess of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In Pharaoh's house, basically. In Pharaoh's household. Yeah. Living his best life. Right. Yeah. Except but he knows,
0: Except. Yeah.
2: except. He knows that's not where he belongs. That they're not really his people.
0: Yeah,
2: right. So he leaves that. You know, that's
3: an interesting thing about faith too. Is like when things are going great for us, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's like, no, that's not. That's yeah. not what God's called us to do.
1: But God used this little baby who should have not even been alive, right? Um, if if people had followed the law, then he was, he was a goner, you know? And so he uses this little baby. He grows him into this faithful man who questions, who says, I'm not good enough. He says, I can't do this. He's like, God, I, I think you have the wrong man because this is not who I, I can't do any of the stuff that you're asking of me. And then he, he uses this man to lead all of his people out of slavery And into the nation that they were promised. Well, into the the area right outside the land that they were promised. Right.
3: (laughs) They were on their (laughs) way. Right. Yeah. Right. Kind of remember that Moses killed an Egyptian. He Mm -hmm. fled Egypt because of that, and so he's got this sin that he's committed that keeps Mm -hmm. working at him and working at him. Yeah. God comes and meets him, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and takes care of it for him. Yeah. Right. So I think some of us can let sin get in the way. But yeah. if we bring that to God, if we go to our burning bush moments, you know, we meet with Jesus on that,
0: he can heal all of that. Well, how and many people have that little voice that says, You're not good enough. You're right. just not good enough. God can't use you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't be a friend of God. You can't have that kind of relationship because you're just not good enough. Right. And Moses had that refrain playing in his head You've killed a man. You're not good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but he overcame the not good enough by having that relationship with God depending yeah. on him.
3: Yeah. Went back, went through all the plagues of Egypt, Pharaoh said, Okay, you can go. Then they get to the Red Sea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait a minute, I've changed my mind. Right. Pharaoh says.
3: Over and over. I mean, Egypt is is pursuing them. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's like, I, I could just see me at the edge of the Red Sea and going, so this is the plan? Like, oh, yeah. I could see my faith drop pretty easily mm-hmm. in many of his situations. Mm-hmm.
0: But Moses just keeps plugging along. He just keeps going. I love how you said that, though, Rosemary. Egypt kept pursuing them. You know, the world pursues us, and the right. enemy pursues us. They're always after us to pull us away from God. But Moses kept his face set toward the promised land. He was leading God's people to the promised land. And he didn't let those external things. He didn't let the fact that Egypt was chasing after him deter him from his God-given role.
3: Mm-hmm. And one thing he could see is there was that pillar of fire and then a pillar mm-hmm. of the cloud. Yep. Those came in and helped that way.
0: I'm sure that did help a little bit. Okay. I, it might be a lot easier to follow after God if I had a pillar of fire. and yeah, a pillar of Exactly.
2: Absolutely, and talk they got about to... a lamp before your feet.
0: Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah.
3: So they kind of mess up in the desert there a little bit, mm-hmm. and so they end up spending about forty years in the desert. And people say they were wandering. I don't think they were lost. I think God had to take help help them unlearn the slavery and the poverty and everything they went through in Egypt. The trauma, for sure, mm-hmm. and show them who He was. Mm-hmm. And they really needed time for that. And they just weren't ready when they left Egypt.
0: And they weren't wandering because they were led by that pillar of fire and that pillar of smoke. So they they were following God. And wherever wherever God's presence moved in those pillars, they moved. So yeah, they weren't just aimlessly wandering around. Not at all. Mm -mm. There was a purpose.
1: Right. And I think maybe a better way to say it is um, they took a meandering path. Yes. Yeah. You know, they Good. could have directly gone. God have, God could have said, okay, we're going to go from point A to point B, and we're going to go as the crow flies, which is just the most direct point. Mm-hmm. But so often we have to take that meandering path to learn the lessons. Yes, with that. snacks along the way. Right. Yeah. Manna
3: from heaven. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they they get there, and then we're looking at the people of Jericho. And the people of Jericho, um, not the people of Jericho. The, the, the army that brings down Jericho, um, you know, that's a huge faith point It's like, they have come out of the desert and they're now they're, they're following Joshua who has been appointed their new leader because Moses is dead. Um, and so then, you know, they've, they've conquered all these places and they're on a good place. And then it's like, just wait, just walk around this place in a circle silently, once. Every day. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> For six days. <laughs> right. So that, just the fact that they're willing to obey that, they see that. And it's a complete and utter shift from what they are used to. and they've been is- fighting battles. Right. And it doesn't make any sense because that's not how you conquer someone. Mm-hmm.
3: And one thing about Jericho is it was a huge stronghold.
1: Yeah. 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 That's
0: not, that's not how you conquer someone. You don't walk around it once. You don't walk around a, wild, <laughs> a, a walled city. Right. And think that you're not going to have to do battle. Right. You know, to get the walls down. Right.
1: But they did. And so they're credited as faithful. As faithful. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be a huge, huge test for them. Mm-hmm. You know, think it's like a whole 180 from what they've been doing. Yeah.
0: Don't, don't you think maybe at that point, they've, they've won a couple of battles, right? Some really big battles. They're kind of getting a name for themselves as being mm-hmm. mighty warriors. Mm-hmm. So Maybe God's like, okay, now don't, let me remind you here that you're not winning these battles in your own strength, mm-hmm. right? So instead of fighting this one, we're just going to march around the city and mm-hmm. then we're going to shout and I'm going to bring the walls down with your shout.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I think just a little reminder of who God is, right? Yeah. I think and lessons
3: yeah. for us too, on how to pull down the stronghold. How to yeah. let God pull down that stronghold, not us, yeah,
1: not us. Right? I'm reminded of um, where it says, "Be still and know that I am God." And know that I, I think am God. this is His way of telling this army: just be still, yeah, and know that I am God. And mm-hmm. sometimes what you need to do is just take some downtime mm-hmm. and just quietly march around until it's, until I reveal that it's time for you to do something different. Mm
2: -hmm. That's
1: good. Yeah. So in
3: this, in the town of Jericho though,
2: Mm -mm.
1: is somebody
2: at
1: Rahab. Yeah. Yeah. Rahab is not who we would pick probably um, to be in the hall of faith. If we were just looking at her life from the outside. Right. Which we, I mean, we are looking from her, at her life from the outside. But if we were in those times, that's probably not who we would pick. She was um, a prostitute. She was in the city of Jericho. She's but not she, a Jew, not an Israelite. Mm-hmm. No, nope. She was just a commoner, mm-hmm. um, and she took the fear of the Lord and took that to heart, and knew that He was who He said He was. And so through her faith and her faith in the soldiers, Mm -hmm. um, that she could trust them because she knew that they were fighting God's battle. um, She was saved along with her family. And then she was brought into the nation of Israel. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Into a pretty awesome spot. She gains a spot in the lineage of Christ.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 Yep.
2: It's another that- indication that God can take anybody, no matter what. But, you know, she her heart was changed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think it changed also from the fear of God, which gave her the uh, strength to hide the spies and save her family. She eventually um, became a, uh, an Israelite herself. Mm-hmm. And um, I think her heart was fully toward God. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: God can take our circumstances and make us into what He wants us to be. Yeah, yeah. Then we jump into the judges: Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah.
2: Jephthah, Jephthah.
1: <laughs> the, I that is one that that's a that's a tongue twister for me.
2: Yeah, it is. That's a I repeated it over and over and over and over to get it to come out right mm-hmm. on command. without reading it, Jeff. (laughs) So it's actually pronounced Jeff. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm like, after all that, that Rosemary. Oh, it's Jeff. Because there is a place you can Google it and you can put in the name and it'll tell you how How it sounds. They'll they'll say it and tell you how to pronounce it. And I'm like, oh, I should have done that.
3: I okay. know. I was just making that up. It was,
2: Ooh, I
0: can't draw yeah.
2: the upper, Sorry, Terry. Just too
0: Remember up. all the trouble we had with King Ahasuerus. Uh, you got to say it, ah, Terry.
2: Ahasuerus.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Ahasuerus.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, we, we
1: then, so we, we leave rehab, rehab. We leave rehab. <laughs> Sometimes it is. Leaving yeah. rahab. <laughs> right so,
2: <laughs> we have to learn things all over again <laughs> yes
1: god is rehabbing us every day every day um so we leave rahab and then we jump into the judges um and we see their faithfulness um just in the way that they led the israelites in this kind of time of transition between um jacob not jacob Joshua, between Joshua and between the that time king. and the first king. So they have, you know, 350-ish years. And this is where the cycle of the Israelites is up and down and up and down. And yes, God, no God, yes, God, no God, yes, God, save us, no God, you know. Um, what yeah, they do? Worship <laughs> God, worship small G gods. Worship right. right? Yeah. All God,
2: depend on, you know, going back to your, your little idols and
1: whatnot. Yeah. So,
2: so Gideon was a farmer in this mm-hmm. time.
3: You know, he didn't come up as a judge. He was a farmer. And when God called him, it was like, no, me, what? Mm-hmm. I'm was nothing. Really, I'm nobody. Yeah. And so God doesn't look at our status according to our faith.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, Gideon's faith needed to be built. He used the fleece.
2: Mm-hmm. He had to yeah.
3: learn that his this power, these accomplishments, they weren't coming from Gideon.
1: Right. And he says, just in case you don't know the story, just real quick, he he puts a fleece on the threshing floor and says to God, okay, so in the morning when I wake up, if the fleece is wet and the ground is dry, then I'm going to trust that this is actually you and this is not me. Right. And so he gets up and the fleece is wet and the ground is dry. But technically that could happen naturally. Because- <laughs> that's what happens Mm -hmm. um and so he's like okay sorry pardon me lord and he actually says pardon me lord (laughs) like but I messed that first one up (laughs) yeah I should have really done this the other way around so um how about maybe the fleece will be dry and then the ground will be wet can you make that happen and so then he does and then he's like okay so we have all kinds of times where we doubt that this is really like, is this really what God's saying to me? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. So Gideon, who is listed here by name in the hall of faith has the same issues that we do.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people say you should read God's word. You should know it that way. You should pray. But Sometimes we just don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think it is okay to lay our type of fleece. Right now. We want to be really careful that we don't turn God into this genie. <laughs> that when I say this, you say this. I say, you know, and getting into something like that. But when we're really struggling with with something, when we've read God's word, um, and we don't know which way to go, it's okay to lay that fleece,
1: right? To say, God, you 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 have got to show me. You've got to Somehow. show me how.
0: Well, I think now you know because we have the Holy Spirit in us now. It's easier for us to, um, you know, I. I think when I have a question like that and I'm, and I'm wondering, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? And I feel that God's speaking to me. Then I take that to other women or, you know, uh, first I take it to my husband because he's a Christian as well. I want other Christians to, who are listening to God, you know, they, that's a pretty effective way I think to get some clarity sometimes when you're really struggling, is this you, God, is it not you? Mm -hmm. Um, To, to go to the body of Christ and say, Hey, what are you hearing from God? Is this right to get some kind of confirmation that, that I'm on the right track or not? Yeah, And certainly through
3: the word of God. Um, there was a time when I laid, laid a fleece would be a way to say it. I just wasn't sure about a job, leaving the job. Mm-hmm. And I, on Friday, I wasn't going to leave it. <clears throat> but I said, God, just please tell me what you want me to do because I want to honor you.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then I started reading his word. And I was in, all kind of all over the Bible, Bible just kind of flipping. And I was, and there was that part in Abraham, like, pick up your tents and leave. And I was like, oh, okay, That's got for it. Me. Yeah. Right? And then I was in church service, and they were talking about um, leaving and following God. And I was like, oh, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. But there's still this unrest. But then um, Sunday afternoon, my son, out of nowhere, just looks up and goes, mom, come home. And I was like, okay, thank you, God, put my re- my yeah. um, resignation letter in, and and that was the right time, and it was perfectly the amount of hours I needed for my licensing.
0: Yeah,
3: to le- It was just to the hour. So. Mm. Awesome. And God Yeah. Is God. yeah. Mm-hmm. So as we follow God and we do these <clears throat> things, um, we'll make mistakes. Um, we we also we noticed Barack. He he followed Deborah. We really do, I think, as a vote, believe that Deborah should be in the Hall of Faith. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But we
1: do see his faithfulness in the fact that he is willing to follow um, and play his part, even yeah. though he really then, should have gotten the glory for what it was that he did. But he, he was like, you know what? I, it's fine. Let's it's get it fine. done.
0: Yeah. It's kind yeah. of crazy that he didn't get any glory then, but he gets it now. Right. Yeah. So God is. God's pretty it's, awesome. It's the long game thing. It's the long game right. thing. Speaking Suzanne of did.
3: long, we're talking about Samson and his now, long Samson. hair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, his glorious hair, which is his yeah. his um, strength and also his weakness. And his
2: weakness.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was
3: dedicated to God at birth, and I just don't know that he really. Um, I don't know. Want to say connection, but honored. His position with God really saw it for as important as it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that led to a whole bunch of problems with him. Yeah. For him,
1: so so often, don't you think that our strengths are also our greatest weaknesses? Yeah, yeah.
0: I think so. That's
1: you a know, good point, Suzanne. Yeah, but by leaning into God, we can remember that those are the strengths through Him.
0: Through Him.
3: So that leaning into God was an important part of the end because he was in a place where he was captured by the Philistines in a very dark place. Mm -hmm. But he, I think he just really truly saw everything and God honored him. Right. And Samson leaned into some of those pillars. He was tied to pillars and he brought the house down. Yeah. I wonder if that's how we get that. (laughs)
0: that phrase it may very well be brought the house down yeah Mm
3: -hmm. like it's over we're good now yeah Yeah.
0: and so ultimately after all the things that samson goes through ultimately he fulfills the plan of god for his life and the purpose that god has for his life Mm
1: -hmm. right
0: it's right there at the end but it gets done it does and he gets credited for faithfulness for it Mm -hmm. but he did look to god to say okay let's Let's do this now, God.
3: So even though his walk was kind of iffy, back mm-hmm. and forth, or or not maybe not as strong, God still honors him and calls him faithful. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. yeah. Now Jephthah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember, or Ta. or I'm just so <laughs> kidding, Terry. I'm just really <laughs> messing with that. us, Rosemary. Okay, but Jephthah, what he does, he's he's a son of a prostitute. Mm-hmm. His dad um, and um, Jephthah was the um, product of their. What were you saying? I don't remember what you called it before. But anyway.
1: Okay. Well, okay. So he was the son of a temple prostitute. Uh huh. So that was slightly different than what we would be so scandalized about now. So mm-hmm. for him, um, it wasn't necessarily a point of humiliation that he was a son of a prostitute because she was a temple prostitute, but it did not give him any point of lineage. He did not have any inheritance. He did not have any claim to a family name.
3: And the brothers made sure of that. And they yes. ran him out. Yeah. But then when things got hard and they needed a good military commander, he was the one.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So they asked him to come back and he had to get over that bitterness that piece. And yeah. so he was a, a brilliant military commander. He was good.
1: Mm-hmm. And then he got in his own way.
3: Right.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. I, I still think,
3: I keep going, the more I think about that, it's like he didn't know his identity in God.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: He didn't mm-hmm. have that. He still had his identity from his birth.
1: Yeah. He was using, he, he had that look at me mentality. Look what I can do mm-hmm. mentality, which caused him to sacrifice his only child. Right. Not in the way that God sacrificed Jesus for us, um, but against what God wanted for him. Um, but God still used him. God still used him and credited him as faithful.
2: Okay? Mm-hmm.
1: So
3: I think we run into trouble when we put our faith on ourselves mm-hmm. and what we can do, what we can accomplish,
0: well, what, what we want to do, we do really for God. Important. Yeah, if they wanted to do that for God, I'm going to sacrifice whatever walks out of my house for you, God, with no regard to what God was asking of him or what God would want him to do. And I think we, we can get in God's way like that, too. I'm going to do this for God. And we think that's such a great motivation. But if it's not what God wants, he well, clearly
2: the, didn't ask God first. Didn't ask God first. right?
0: Yeah. Well, the saying,
1: the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Good intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very clear right here. He has yeah. great intentions. And I'm not yeah. saying he went to hell. know, don't no. hear that. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it would have, I mean, the fact that he had to, he decided that he had to sacrifice his own child, like that would be like a hell on earth.
3: Oh, him. yeah, for I, sure. I wonder if that's like, like we're safer when we're in the prison with Joseph. We're mm-hmm. safer when we're down in the well, because we can't, call, there's only one way to look.
1: Right. When yeah. we're
3: up on top, there's a whole lot of places that we can look around and get in trouble yeah. with.
2: Mm-hmm. I like that, yeah.
1: yeah, that's yeah. True. And cool. we see that that is true um, throughout Judges, because um, the Israelites just keep looking at, their they get on that mountaintop, and they can see out, and they can see these other small G gods and how successful the people that are surrounding them are. And so they, they fall back into that trap and Mm -hmm. they're not looking up from the bottom of the well, like Joseph, Mm -hmm. they are looking out at all the other places like Jephthah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's that's part of that cycle. Um, David and Samuel are linked together and they come in after these judges um have got have gone um and they're kings no david david is david is king, a king samuel is the prophet that yes them. Yeah. yes so um they are in a in a new cycle of um the israelites are in a new cycle now mm-hmm.
2: They want to be like the other nations, because <clears throat> God said, I will be your leader. I'll be your king. But they're like, mm, everyone else has a king that they can see and hear and touch. And we want a king like that, too.
1: Right. Right. And so David becomes king after lots and lots of time and lots of ups and downs of his own. Um, but he is credited as faithful in spite of the fact that he knows God very clearly and turns his back and says, I'm going to do things my way. I'm going to murder. I'm going to um, adultery, 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 say it that (laughs) way. There we go. (laughs) You know, I mean, and just all kinds of crazy things that he does, but God still has his heart and um, he's still a man of God's own heart.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Which is
1: encouraging for
3: us. Yeah, I think that's in in the Bible, That's one of the most compassionate times. Like God calls his sin out through Samuel, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: and God still meets him in his grief. I mean, when you look at some of the Psalms or the, you know, like Mm -hmm. Lamentations or different, just things that he writes Mm -hmm. um, really expresses how God dealt with him through that really difficult time where he was guilty, and God still loved him. Right. And so for us, when we do things and we mess up big, to have that faith
2: that God still loves me, even in the midst of that, that's so important. And David had a true repentance. Mm -hmm. He was heartbroken over, excuse me, his own sin. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have to come to that too. It doesn't just like, oh, we don't just brush it off. Well, God will find me faithful. I I can still be, you know, in, in God's heart. You, you do need to repent of those things and turn from them and turn fully to God.
1: Right. I love that God brings Samuel alongside David. Um, mm-hmm. And just Samuel uh, speaks truth to him, but speaks it in a way that is not harsh, speaks it in a way that is not ugly. You know, we can be, we can call people out and just make a big fat mess of things. We can be ugly. We can be like, you did, you said, mm-hmm. You behaved, but Samuel doesn't do that, because Samuel is, is God's, and he knows it right from the very beginning, um, and he just gently says to David, you know, oh, well, what do you think would happen if this happened, and then uses this parable so that David is able to see?
2: I have something to say. It's not Samuel that confronts him. It's Nathan, oh, the prophet right. Nathan. Is it?
1: Oh, Yeah. No, you're right. We've been wrong this whole time.
2: (laughs) I kept listening to to it like I'm thinking, that doesn't sound quite right. So I just flipped through and and found it.
1: Look how gently Terry corrected us. (laughs) (laughs) That was very sweet, Terry. Thank you. That was very Samuel slash Nathan-like of (laughs) you.
2: Thank you.
3: Awesome. So here's here's a part too. It's like if our faith, is grounded in, it has to be, God has to be the source of our faith. Yeah. Because if it isn't, then we become the, the source of our faith. And when that happens, like the enemy is so not afraid of you. He's <laughs> like, oh, you're the source. Got it. I can play with you, but I can't mm-hmm. play with God.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't get around him. Yeah. Well, I think with Samuel, when I look at, at the fact that first he anoints Saul to be the king. Saul is still alive when God says, you know what, things with Saul aren't working out, and so I want you to go anoint the next king. I'm sure that that would have been a death sentence. You don't go anoint a second king when there's one sitting on the throne.
2: Oh, to Samuel.
0: Yeah, the one sitting on the throne had an heir, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. So it, it took a lot of faith on Samuel's part to obey God, and Samuel did not want to anoint David. He he wanted Saul to be the king, but he was obedient. Mm-hmm. So, in his obedience and in his faithfulness to God, he goes and finds David, and anoints him. And he's listening
2: intently because, he's, like we talked about earlier, um, all those sons that Jesse had were good-looking, brawny lads that were yeah. capable. Yeah. Brawny lads is Bronny. in Bible. <laughs> uh, oh, I must be looking in my paraphrase
0: <laughs>
2: version. Your uh,
0: Irish version of the Bible for yeah. those brawny lads. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. but, but
2: so he hears God says, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. And um, I like that he's just totally focused in on what God wants and listening to and what listening He says. So, of all these people, who do you think
3: was most helpful for you in your faith walk? Like, who sticks out and is like, yep, yep, this story really spoke to me, or, yeah, I'm like this guy all, all day. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody in particular? I know that's a hard question because a lot mm-hmm. of them could be.
1: Yeah. Th- in some ways, I see myself as Jacob. Ah, um, because of the fact that I have to remember that God has said, I have to remember to trust him. And sometimes I have to like really wrestle with that. I really have to grapple with that. And sometimes it's like, okay, now I'm here and I'm holding on for dear life. You know, sometimes that's what it comes down to for me. But then sometimes I'm like, I see Abraham and it's the long game. Like this is what it's going to be. I mean, so personally, like when I was growing up, I had a plan. My plan was that my life was going to look like this. And it, I mean, it was, it was a plan. And God's like, "Ha ha, that's so funny. <laughs> and my life doesn't look anything like what I had planned. Like your plan. Nothing like my plan. Mm. And I see a lot of Abraham in that, you know, like he was called out of his land and I left my family. Um, My husband and I got married and right away we left and we are talking about generations of family in one place, three, four generations. um, And now we live in the complete opposite side of the country, you know, when we have moved around and we have um, gone different places and we have seen different things and we have met with different people and we have lived with different people, um, different from all over, um, being in the military. And so there's a lot of that transition and kind of long game of like, well, look, and we can see now, like looking back all of these pieces and all of these places and all of these people who by meeting and having the experiences and living where we have lived, um, we are now able to be where we are and we can see like, look how God has played this out over years and years and years. And it is not what we would have planned. It is not what I planned, certainly. But God has been faithful to play that long game. And gosh, we're just right in the middle of it now. We still have a long time to go. Yeah, so, that's right. Anyway, yeah, that's that's kind of one that resonates with me. Yeah,
3: but
2: you guys. Mm. I don't know. I kind of think for me, um, kind of like Barack because he's following and I'm, I'm a follower. And if I, um, I'm a good follower mm-hmm. and you can give me my orders and I can do that, you know? Um, so I think I'm kind of like him. I'm willing to get in the fight, but I really want Kind of, I want you to go with me or I'll mm-hmm. just follow behind you and back you up every step of the way.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You are, a, you're a happy follower. I am. Like, yeah. and, and it's wonderful. Like that connection that you bring to something.
1: Oh, I really like you. that
3: Terry. Yeah. Thank you. I, um, I think for me, it's Gideon. I'm still a chicken. I am <laughs> in that wine press. I'm like, I will do this the hard way. I don't care. Just don't make me do something courageous. (laughs) When it comes down to it, it's like, yeah, I could not have enough fleece. Except, I mean, I I don't do that as much anymore. I think that was earlier in my walk. Um, But I, I really need to have God, that experience of him with me daily. Really talk to him a lot about things and just listen. It's like, so what do you think about this? God, what do you want me to know about this? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Change my heart to the way you want me to be, Lord. Because ultimately, I guess I'm like Terry. I just want to
0: follow.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're following God and you're following closely after him, but you're such a great leader. Seriously. But not because I want to be. That's probably (laughs) why. I'm like
3: Gideon going, oh, I don't think so. Not today, God. Really? (laughs) yeah up. I, it's kind of fun to put yourself in the place of each of the people. Yeah. As they go through these. You know, I just keep thinking of like Joseph in the pit and then comes out. Now he's sold in the slavery. It's like, that was the plan. <laughs> like that that whole, there's so many yeah. things as we put ourselves into the stories. What about you, Angie? Like,
0: um, well, I've always kind of related a lot to David, I think. Just because... I have always had a really soft heart towards God. I mean, I have a very emotional relationship with him um mm-hmm. but I've had kind of a messy life too um you know, times where I've kind of gone my own way and but I have always known in my heart that he would he would redeem that time mm-hmm. and um if I would just repent so you know i i I love his story the most because. You know, yeah, he made a lot of mistakes and he did a lot of stupid things, but he really did love God and God was always faithful to, their, to him. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of think that I wish I were more like Joseph, that I would just always have a great attitude, yeah. <laughs> no matter where I was and what was going on. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, I, my, my relationship with the Lord has certainly been a very emotional heart kind of connection. Um, hasn't always uh, played out in my life. There have been some messy times. So, yeah, who's the one that really resonates with
3: me? God has truly been faithful through all of us.
0: Yeah. He has been so faithful mm. to all of us. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, as we are finishing things up from Hebrews eleven, we we really kind of dug in deep in some of these people, um, and we just want to encourage you to know that there are life experiences from Abel to Samuel and everyone in between that represent whatever life experience it is that you are going through or that you have been through or that you will go through. And it will not necessarily be the exact experience because my goodness, it just won't. (laughs) But whatever it is that is um, pulling on your heart or has weighed you down or is going to, because we live in a world that is hard and we live in a world that is, um, I mean, God tells us that this world is full of trouble, Mm -hmm. um, but that He is with us, that He sees our story, that He sees our hearts, and that He loves us. And he loves us and we are faithful and he will credit us as righteous because of the blood of Jesus. And so whatever it is, we are not good enough and we are not worthy enough. And that is just the reality of it. But because he sent Jesus, we are credited as good enough and we are credited as enough. And God will use us as long as we are willing. Mm -hmm. Mm. Amen,
0: sister. That was preaching.
1: That'll (laughs) preach. That'll preach. Well, Rosemary, do you want to wrap us up today um, as we finish up?
3: Great. Yeah, that sounds great. God, we just um, are so grateful for your word, Lord. We're so grateful that you've given us all these stories and all of these examples of people who've walked in faith, Lord. And we just ask that we be encouraged as we read these stories. and Maybe we pick a favorite story, Lord, and um just let speak to us through these stories lord open our eyes open our hearts towards you help us to hear what it is that you want us to do god help us to walk in faith strengthen our faith walk lord change our heart lord so that it's towards you god um we praise you we just thank you for everyone who is listening lord and um we ask that they are changed in some way by hearing about your word about hearing about you lord and that they turn again towards you, God, and they have you as their source of their faith. Um, We just praise you and we thank you in the holy name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen.